Welcome to That Creator Life, a show where we discuss the process, the struggles, and the wins of content creation. My name is Zach. I'm a YouTuber and content strategist helping you start your journey. Welcome back to the show. Today we have a special guest, Jillian. How are you doing? Hi. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on here, Zach. Thank you. Um, can you tell us a bit about you, yourself, your background, and uh, just tell us a bit about you? Yeah, so I am living in Vietnam. I have been for the past three years, and I only recently just started TikTok. And I, I don't know how it works. The algorithm is crazy, but it's like once you have one video that goes viral, it's like almost just... Um, exponential growth and I don't know I've always loved content creation so I think when I got into TikTok it really like my passion just like started and I, I love it so much so yeah I would say that I have been a content creator for most of my life but only recently got into TikTok. Awesome and we're gonna get into more detail about your viral growth right uh, I think you you've, yeah. you've been growing since uh, September 2021 right? Now you have yes. like 124,000 followers on TikTok, right? That's yeah, insane. I think so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Thank we, you. We, we can get into that into detail. But before that, I just want to ask you about um, why TikTok, for example? Like, what, did you have any YouTube channel before or what happened there? Yeah, like I said, I've always loved creating content, love creating videos. And so I think about six seven years ago I started my first YouTube channel and I think that's what everyone was doing at the time uh, YouTube was a huge thing trying to be you know like a vlogger uh, daily vlogging and so I started my YouTube channel and I loved it I honestly love creating YouTube videos but there's something about long videos that I think people just don't have the time to watch unless you have something interesting to say or mm. you're, you're like Casey Neistat or something like that you know and people will watch you um, it was really difficult for me specifically to just, you know, get people to watch the whole of my video. And it was really during lockdown uh, here in Vietnam, we were in lockdown for four months that I thought, hey, why not start a TikTok? It was for fun. I was really bored. It would just be, you know, maybe short term. And I just started posting like English teaching videos. I was an English teacher. And I don't know. I think the short videos, like my personality really fits like short bursts of like energy, entertainment. I love that. So it really worked for me. That's amazing. And uh, I, I agree with you. Like sometimes the platform cannot be the right fit for the kind of content you want to create. So it's better to find, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, I have nothing against short format or long format. It's just finding the right fit for you, right? Um, yeah. I want to ask you about the kind of content you create on TikTok. Like what kind of videos are you making? Yes. So I try to reach um, the Vietnamese audience since I am an English teacher and I love teaching English. So my videos are mainly focused on teaching English. However, my like passion is entertainment and comedy. Like I love to make people laugh. So I thought, why not combine, you know, my passion and my career into one and teach English through funny comedy entertainment videos where you're not just learning like a boring English teaching video, but you can actually have a laugh while you're at it. So yeah, that's my like niche. That's uh, that's awesome because uh, I seen some of your videos and they're really funny. Like, 
the way you oh, portray nice. like uh, English vocabulary, some some of the elements of English teaching that can be really tedious and boring, you make them really fun and interactive. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so so when it comes to TikTok, like, uh, were there any challenges in terms of making those videos? Um, like, well, what kind of tools are you using or are you using your phone or using a camera? Can you t tell us a bit about the process mm -hmm. of making those videos? Yeah, um, TikTok is an app. So many people were saying you just want to film the video in TikTok, you know, and then press upload. But I really didn't like that because like I love editing videos and mm -hmm. I hate editing on my phone. So I'm like, is there a way I can like maybe record it externally outside the app and then import it later? Mm -hmm. And people are like, Jillian, that's that's too much work. Just like, you know, record in the app. So I didn't listen to them. I just did it my own way, you know, being a YouTuber from my past life. So I record on um, an external camera, like vertical, and then I would import it to my uh, video editing app. I use Final Cut, and then I edit a short video, like 30 seconds, export the video, and then airdrop it to my iPhone, and then mm -hmm. import it to TikTok. So a longer process, but it works for me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually a, like very similar to uh, to you in that sense, because uh, uh, even mm -hmm. doing like YouTube shorts, like some people say, just do it on your phone, but I'm actually doing it with a camera and, you know, doing the lighting, ah. the, the audio and uh, yeah. And even my friends, they, they're like, why you're making it complicated, you know, <laughs> but I understand <laughs> yeah. because you want to you want to do it with the things that you already know how to do stuff with. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to software like Final Cut, uh, if yeah. if you're using it on your laptop or your MacBook, it's it's gonna be way more efficient than if you're gonna struggle on your iPhone. Even even though it sounds that on your phone it's easier, but sometimes it's not. Yeah, like I totally agree with you. For me, Final Cut is way more convenient than an yeah, iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there anything else you use to make your videos? Like, uh, are you recording in your home, or you go to a studio, or can you tell us a bit about the the, the background that you use and the kind of setup that you have for videos? Yeah, like I said, I started TikTok during lockdown. So obviously, yeah, obviously we're stuck in home. our home. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started filming in my home. And I think that's where kind of like the my audience sees me at. So I kind of stick with that same background. I, I could go out to film. But honestly, like, I'm not it's too hot in Vietnam. I'm just gonna stay here, turn on the AC and mm -hmm. film at my house much better. So just yeah, it makes more sense, right? Yeah. Uh, are are there any things you you're doing uh, in terms of preparing the setup for your videos, like yeah, the lighting preparing. or stuff like that? Yes, so I have a ring light and I um, use the ring light if it's too dark. I usually try to film during twelve p.m. to two p.m. That's when the sun really hits my window. Um, natural lighting is always the best. But as for setting up and pre-production. I do, um, I would say, some. I outline a little bit on my whiteboard. And so as I'm mm -hmm. filming, I'll sometimes take a look, you know, at my whiteboard and look back at the camera. But it's all natural lighting. And it's pretty, like, spontaneous, I would say. Yeah, because when I look at your videos, they, they look really professional. Well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's maybe editing and lighting. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what about the, like when it comes to making those videos, what about the ideas of those videos, right? Like what kind of content do you want to create? How do you come up with those? Uh, do you, are you using some kind of mm -hmm. like framework templates or are you just like, you know, uh, today I feel like I want to do this, then boom, let's go. 
Yeah, I like I say, I really I love consuming content, not only creating, but consuming as well. And I'll be scrolling on TikTok or Instagram and just see a video that sparks like inspiration or creation. Mm-hmm. I'll write it down on my notes and then later go back to it and then like kind of expand on that idea. But I think where I really get my creativity is from my Vietnamese friends or even my Vietnamese students because I I've worked with them I see their struggles I know what they want to learn or how they want to learn so kind of taking like that you know a struggle they have and putting it into a short video where they can actually like digest and understand and so it's like two in one you know using like uh, Instagram for creativity and my students struggle for help and put it together to make a video oh that's awesome um let's talk a bit about your your viral um you know moment right uh so you went from a hundred uh followers in september right to almost a hundred thousand in all in like four months oh my god (laughs) what happened (laughs) i i don't even know like i uh, it's it's crazy like it's It's like i say that the algorithm on tiktok it's it's almost like once one video picks up, then it just kind of picks up, you know, and people just mm-hmm. see your account and you know that's how they follow you. But it, it was the video I was, a, a funny story about this video is it was one of my least favorite videos to film. That's such oh. a funny story. Like I had uh, six videos to film that day and that was the last one on my list. I was struggling to get the words out. Uh, this video is going to be so boring. I don't love the topic. I don't even care about job interviews. And somehow I made it, right? I mm. edited it, uploaded it, and that was the one that went viral. The only one I did not like. And so I'm just like, why wow. TikTok? Why do you do this? <laughs> you know, it's really like the gods of TikTok. It's really not nothing that I can do. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I have a similar story on YouTube uh, with like some of one video that I made was very basic, like just me talking about the top five reasons to do something. And it went mm-hmm. viral quickly. It got like 60,000 views, like few, Ooh, yeah, wow. a few months, which is a big deal on YouTube. But then yeah. one video that I spent almost two weeks making, it was like an iPhone review. I did a lot of mm-hmm. B-roll. I went to Landmark. I went everywhere around Saigon <laughs> to film the, you know, the footage, the B-roll. It's like, oh my God, that's, it's like one of the biggest yeah. vid- like video projects I ever did. And then it's like, <laughs> it's a bombing, like almost oh, like, no. yeah. And like you said, you never know which, uh, the algorithm, which, which video they're going to pick. And, and it's, sometimes it's really crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. And I think uh, one of my friend, he's also a TikToker and he just advised me like, just keep pushing out content. Like you don't know which one's going to go viral. And something about TikTok, I think they love the really personal style. Like mm-hmm. I, I try to make a video that's very you know, over edited or maybe over like too much lighting and something about TikTok. If you do that, it doesn't pick up well. Like if you are just, you know, maybe in your pajamas, being spontaneous, being funny, and like people see that, you know, personable thing about you, relatability, mm-hmm. and somehow they like that. You know, like TikTok is like, yeah, a very relatable app, I think. Yeah, is, is, is that uh, something that came from the dancing videos, maybe? The dancing videos? I mean, Which TikTok uh, became famous in the beginning, uh, like musically and stuff like that because of the dancing oh, yeah. parts of it, right? Because yeah. whenever I talk to somebody about TikTok, they always like, oh, is it about <laughs> dancing? <laughs> yeah, I think there is that part of it. Like, mm-hmm. 
if you, I mean, the TikTok that I consume, at least on my For You page, there's no dancing videos. Like, oh, I don't really? watch those videos. <laughs> yeah, it's like the TikTok I see, it's like those trending videos where you have the trending sound, you know, like, oh no, the table was broken. Like, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, like I know what you mean. Sound. It's, it's kind of like funny, entertaining, but without dancing, right? Yeah, like, do you know Vine? Yeah, yeah, of course. The app Vine. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's Vine, kind of. Like, it's like a new version of Vine, longer it's yeah, funny and, uh, the, the funny thing that uh, the people that were kind of like vi going viral on Vine, they went to YouTube and became the biggest vloggers mm -hmm. we know. So, yeah, funny Jake thing. Paul. Yeah, example. <laughs> um, so when it comes to doing those kind of videos on TikTok after that viral video, did you change your style or would you like would you say that mm -hmm. your videos um, that came after it were different or mm -hmm. did you just keep doing what you were doing in the beginning? Yeah, um, it's, I, I would say it's definitely very easy to try to, you want to please your audience, right? You think, okay, yeah. well, that video is doing well, so let me just make more of those videos. I tried to do that. I did a like job interview part two, thinking that maybe I'll do a follow-up video to my viral video, and it didn't do so well. So I'm like, okay, well, is something wrong here? And it really got me to the point where I'm like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. You know, one's gonna pop off, one's not gonna pop off. It doesn't really matter. Like, just mm -hmm. just post. So at this point, I'm I'm just doing whatever I want to do. That's amazing. I, it's been something that I honestly I've been struggling with recently, especially with Instagram mm -hmm. Reels, because I've I've been yeah. trying to Instagram Reels is actually uh, like very similar to TikTok. Like they actually they're competing with them, right? So, okay. the, yeah, so I've been trying to make those kind of videos that are different, unique, different style. But mm -hmm. uh, I see other people doing the same kind of video with the same music, just changing the colors. <laughs> and they're getting like thousands and thousands of views. I'm like, what's happening here? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really yeah. like overthinking it. And I don't know, maybe it's the format itself, right? Yeah, you know, that's the point of like content creation is like overthinking like kills your creativity. Mm -hmm. I totally know what you mean, like creation block. Uh, but by the way, are you on, on Instagram Reels? You know, I tried that, but it's just not, no, I tried okay. to upload some of my TikTok videos to there and... It doesn't know, work, right? Same for me. Yeah, no, it doesn't like transfer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about YouTube Shorts? Yeah, okay, so for some reason, YouTube Shorts only allows you to upload one minute am i right yeah like one minute so far one minute and some of my videos are one minute and five seconds one minute oh, and ten okay. seconds so i'm like i can't yeah. so i just gave up stick to tiktok right yeah that's amazing um so let's move on to talk about some of the psychological part of making videos that and it's, for me it's one mm -hmm. of those fascinating discussions because as a yeah. content creator you usually have those kind of moments where I don't know, you just feel you don't want to make a video, right? You feel lazy, you feel tired, you kind of talk yourself mm -hmm. out of stuff. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your uh, struggles and how do you deal with them when it comes to those moments? Yes, definitely. I face a lot of like creation block, like I was saying. Mm -hmm. I think as all creators, like you can always be, you know, on this high where you're like inspired and creative and just making videos all the time. Like there's like ebbs and flows, I mm -hmm. think as a content creator. And I, I've 
dealt with it. I've learned that through time, sometimes you get that spark of inspiration and you just make that video. And sometimes you just have to like push through even when you don't want to do it. And like, for example, the job interview video, the one that went viral, I didn't want to do it, but I pushed through and still did it. So I think for me um, on the psychological side, yes, I do struggle with that. And I think everyone does. I, you know, I, I'm a really emotional person. So if I'm having a bad day, I'll just cancel like all my videos for that day. And like, okay, you know what? I'm not doing any videos. And the thing is when I'm in a bad hit space, which mm -hmm. we all get into, I, I, it, I get really stuck, you know, like I'm fearful thinking I have no drive. I have no motivation. I'm just like stuck in my own head. I, I myself, honestly, I can't get out of my own self. I've tried to, like, people say, okay, like, go for a walk, do some meditation, you know, read a book. I've tried that. That doesn't work for me. You know, what really works for me, um, like, I'm a Christian, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I pray to God, like, on a daily basis. And I kid you not, sometimes I'll pray to God. I'm like, God, like, I need your help. Like, you know, the spirit of God, sometimes I feel just comes upon me and just lifts off this burden that I have. Because yeah. it really is a burden. It's like a heaviness on my chest, you know, like a blurriness on my vision. And it, like the spirit of God just comes upon me and I'll, I'll feel this like refreshing, this renewal of energy. And it's not that like suddenly I'm going to go make a TikTok, but it's almost like when your burden is lifted off, then you have the clarity to mm -hmm. see clearly your vision, your goals. And that is like the reason to make you, okay, my goals, my drive is my passion. You know, you're kind of come back to yourself because life honestly has a way of just, uh, you know, like life gets very mundane. You kind of go through life, just going to work, going to bed, eating, sleeping, and you forget about like the meaning of life, like the true purpose. And so for me, like when I pray to God, I do have like, it takes me down to the, the real meaning of like, what is my purpose in my life? Mm -hmm. And what is the, the reason for what I do, what I do? And then when I have that vision that's clear, then okay, everything makes sense. Making the TikTok is not a big deal. Like my burden is lifted, everything is clear. And so I would say, yeah, what I do is I, I pray, I spend time with God. And it's not just, you know, like a, a religion thing where I just, okay, I go to church, I pray to God. But for me, it's almost like- It's a meditative thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like a, a personal relationship with God where almost like he He speaks to me directly and say, hey, like, this is what I want for your life. This is my will for your life. So keep doing what you're doing because that's what I want for you. I'm like, wow, okay. Lord, if that's what you're saying, then I'm going to do that. So it's very, um, yeah, it's, it's not just me, I would say mm -hmm. that. It's not me who's doing this on my own. It's almost like I'm partnering with like God. And it sounds mm -hmm. very weird to say, but it's true. I feel that way. No, no, I, I completely I, get I you. Like uh, I, I can relate to yeah. this in a different way. Like for me, my mm -hmm. meditative state is when I go to the gym, even if I don't want to. And sometimes yeah. like I have those moments where I don't want to do anything. I feel lazy. I feel tired. It's almost like I'm questioning why I'm here, you know? And yeah. when I when I force myself to go to the gym and because I've been involved in bodybuilding for years and stuff. So it's kind of like I have a personal relationship with the gym. And when I go yeah. there and really, really like bust my ass, you know, like not just pretend <laughs> I'm I'm going to do a workout. I'm, I really like push myself. And then like, wow, everything clicks in mm -hmm. you. Right. You're like and, and mm -hmm. you start to wonder, like, why? Why did I waste the time, you know, to, you know trying <laughs> to get back to this stage, you know? But of course, it's life, and then you're never gonna be, you know, on top of things all the yeah, time, one hundred percent. That's can, impossible, yeah. right? 
And we, we, we want to, we, you know, everybody now, especially in the Silicon Valley arena, they're talking about mm -hmm. hacking your system. Like everybody's trying to take a <laughs> pill or, I don't know, drugs or whatever to get 100% all the time. But I think it's, it's not natural. And we just mm -hmm. have to accept that sometimes we, we're not going to be uh, great or 100%. So just, just deal with it, right? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Like a pill can fix you. Absolutely, just like have to uh, accept. Yeah, it, it, it's it's gonna have some uh, some you know downsides along the line that you might not be aware of now. So it's better mm -hmm. to just deal with things now. Um, yeah, I want to move yeah. on to talking about those uh, technical problems that you face and how did you deal with them. So you said you use in Final Cut Pro to edit your videos, right? Yeah. And you're recording yes. on your on your DSLR camera. Um, so actually my DSLR have not been working for a while and I haven't really gotten it to be fixed. So I've been using mm -hmm. my iPhone to film like on the iPhone app and I have okay. like iPhone 11 and the camera is good enough. So yeah, I, I, you know. absolutely. Like, I mean, uh, as somebody <laughs> yeah. involved in video, like I would say the iPhone starting from 11, even before, like it, it, the camera quality mm -hmm. is, is enough for most of social media content yeah yeah and it works for me the iphone 11 camera. yeah awesome so i just said uh, the question i want to ask you is about the technical issues that you might have faced mm -hmm. and how did you deal with them so that's an interesting uh, kind of like question for me to ask because i do feel that sometimes especially in my own experience when you have those moments where for example i'm editing the video everything is going great i've been working on this video for two days editing 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 and then boom mm -hmm. i'm trying to export the app crashes something happens the file is lost yeah. and it's a very very uh <laughs> you know disruptive moment in your workflow and it can be really uh, mm -hmm. really tough to deal with so i just want, want you to share with us a bit of your experience with those moments and how do you deal with them yeah uh, if you have any by the way yeah. if you have any maybe you're lucky you never <laughs> had any technical issues <laughs> actually i was gonna say i haven't had any okay TikTok, <laughs> but but for youtube i totally understand um, now, the reason for that is because TikTok is such a short video. Mm -hmm. Even if I lost the video, I can honestly just film it again. Like, it's such a short video. But however, YouTube, right? Imagine if you're editing like a 10 minute video, 15 minute yeah. video, and it's all footage lost or it doesn't save. So that's scary. Um, or the however, audio like, is, 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 is bad. You have to do it again. Mm. Yes, that happens sometimes. Yeah. But with TikTok so far, I mean, cross my fingers. No, nothing mm -hmm. bad has happened yet. No problems. Maybe I'm gonna switch to TikTok now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, as you know, like with the YouTube thing, it's uh, it's uh, it's really t you have to keep th things into good shape, like your PC, your laptop, whatever you're doing, audio. You have mm -hmm. to keep things in good shape and always test them because, in my experience, those moments when you work really hard for two days or I don't know, even three days sometimes on one project, and then yeah. things don't go well. It can be really disruptive, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I wish I wish YouTube was like TikTok when you just like, you know, you can just do it again quickly. Maybe yeah. for the shorts, but I'm not a big fan of the shorts to be honest. Oh, okay. So I mean, I had use... here's the funny yeah. thing. Like, uh, I have a funny story with shorts because uh, I made a video. Mm -hmm. It was like 15 seconds, and it went yeah. viral in like I don't know in like two days oh. to 150,000 views. Wow! And that the was shorts. yeah yeah. It was a short video on YouTube. 15 seconds it was basically like yeah. about the new mac it was a timing thing with the trendy topic so it was the new mm -hmm. macbook pro like the apple macbook pro that came out with the notch on the display 
and I made a video Ooh. about the, how the cursor will react because nobody knew how the mouse cursor will, will like react to that notch. It's the same notch uh, you see on the iPhone, right? Like on the top. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. There's the, okay, the okay. notch, which is the camera area. It's like they call it the notch. Oh, is that what it is? I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, that's what they call it. It's called the notch. And the MacBook came with a notch. Mm -hmm. Basically, there's a cut out on top of the display. So I made a small like mm -hmm. video about that and how the cursor reacts. And I, like you, like I was like so tired that day. I was really like <laughs> not in the mood to make any videos. And it was just a 15 second video. I could do it easily. But I just like, oh, I just, okay, whatever. Let's do it. And yeah, <laughs> I woke up and it went viral. Morning. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I woke up the next morning. And I was like, oh, oh my God, my phone is exploding. It's like 40,000 views. Like, what's going on here? And then, boom, <laughs> the, 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 the next day, 100,000. And then 150,000. Yeah. Like, wow. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, like perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. And, and uh, the, that's the thing nice. about YouTube Shorts because, like, for me, it's kind of like um, I'm, I'm focused on long term kind of like format of content, something that is evergreen. Mm -hmm that uh that i want to you know do with passion and i feel that shorts especially on youtube because tiktok is very different especially on youtube uh, they, they're mm -hmm. still like trying to figure out how they can implement them because as far as i know shorts yeah. are part of your youtube channel but at the same time they they are a different kind of section of the platform it's almost like YouTube is still confused. They are themselves confused about how to implement shorts and they keep testing it, you know, because they have two yeah. formats. They have the long term, uh, the, the long form video and they have the shorts on the same channel. And sometimes you can uh -huh. get some shorts shown uh, shown to you instead of the long video. And it's like, what are you trying to do here? Like they, they're confused and it makes things. Confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some shorts on my feed, on my YouTube feed, mm -hmm. and I feel like, I don't know, but they're very eye-captivating. Like, or for example, I'll search a topic like a, a, a food recipe and then, you know, a short of like how to cook ramen in three minutes mm -hmm. versus like, you know, a seven minute ramen video. I'm going to definitely click on the, you know, sh YouTube shorts. Yeah, absolutely. Ramen, yeah. So. And that's what I mean. Like YouTube is still like trying to figure out which one they want to serve you first. And so far, shorts oh. have been gaining more momentum. They want to they really push in for shorts. And I think it's because of TikTok, right? They yeah. want to compete with them. But do you think YouTube will be heading towards shorts from now on, like as a future? Um, no, because TikTok is going the other way. TikTok now is going for long videos. Like, uh, did they announce something oh, recently okay. about more than five minutes, right? What was it? Ten minutes? I heard, or... some, I heard something like that. Yeah, no, but no, I, I haven't it's, seen it's... it on the app Wait, yet. I think it's like last week I saw it. TikTok long video. Oh. One second. Yeah, I think now TikTok has more than uh, more than five or ten minutes. So it means that they're wow. going the other way. So they're trying to get people to stay on the app longer, maybe with longer videos? Yeah, here is it. Uh, TikTok is rolling out longer videos now. Up to three okay. minutes. Uh, so, okay, so maybe it's something else. Yeah, so they, they push in. Uh, yeah, they, they push in for more minutes. So maybe next time is going to be five minutes and then 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you, you, so you see change. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You see what I mean? So TikTok is kind of going YouTube way and YouTube is yeah. trying to go TikTok way. So what's the middle ground there? I don't oh, know. God. What is the middle ground? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I do feel that uh, for, like like you said in the beginning, right? It depends on the kind of content you want to create and the platform mm -hmm. that can give you the best way to create that content is the best for you. Like uh, I used to be against TikTok before, especially because of those <laughs> dancing kind of like, yes, just 
uh, some some of those. Okay, so I used to dance when I was in high school. I used to do uh, you know popping and locking and some robot dancing. Ooh. So I'm not against wow. dancing, but some of the videos that I saw uh, at the beginning, like maybe <laughs> two three years ago on TikTok, were just like somebody showing their face with the music. And then they have like 5 million views. I'm like, what's happening? Here? Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I don't have... have anything like against the creator, but it's just like the format itself. Like what's going on? Like I've been working here for five days on a video. Yes, it's I like... know. It's crazy. Yeah, that, so... that drives me insane as well. Like just really. showing your face and then getting like 18 million likes. Like it's, yeah, I don't know how it works. But yeah, so for that, some that reason, the, I think the, the first impression for for me on on TikTok. But then after talking mm -hmm. to other uh, other people I know on TikTok, uh, people like you, you know, the creators who are really genuine, they create passionate content. They because your content, for example, is helping the community, right? You're you're entertaining, but at the same time, <laughs> I would call it is like edu edutainment, so educational and entertaining at the same time. Ah, okay, yeah. So it's it's yeah. For, for me, that kind of content is really inspiring. Instead of those kind of like I don't know, just random video, somebody just looking and they. That's for me is like wow. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I mean, I understand why people might click on it, but it's it's not interesting for me as a format. So, but yeah, I, yeah. I I do see now um, the trend at least that I'm seeing on Instagram and on TikTok is that you know I think for a. Re rewind back to 2010 2012 when instagram was first taking off mm -hmm. you see a lot of content creators posting really really highly edited uh, photos. photos of themselves yeah and you know and posing and putting filters on them and that was the trend like you know having an aesthetic um feed on your instagram like aesthetic nine boxes making sure it's the same color the same theme and i think that was really 20 12 2013 but what i see now like especially emma chamberlain if you know her she's a famous vlogger on youtube mm -hmm. um emma chamberlain is really kind of like pioneering this movement where she's just posting whatever is on her photo camera reel so whether that's her on her bed her with her cats her eating pasta you know just posting that no no caption uh, no filter no editing and just posting that on her feed and that's like what people want so I think that the kind of relatability that people get from seeing Emma like just lying on her mm -hmm. bed is what is transferring to TikTok as well. So people want that like, you know, like person personality to like just like click with you instead of just having like a highly edited video where you just feel no connection to. So yeah, that's what I, I see absolutely can, can uh, understand that because I've seen some trends come and go, but now it seems that a lot of mm -hmm. people going back to those kind of like selfie kind of selfie yeah. quality videos right webcammy videos yes yeah yes. less uh, editing uh, more natural lighting and this kind of stuff and i i can understand why people kind of are more engaged with those videos because we've been bombarded like for last years mm -hmm. with professional videos the tv uh, on youtube on different platforms and we get this uh, saturation like from the attention mm -hmm. span of people or with this kind of content. So when you see something different, even though it's it's like ironically, it's it's less edited and <laughs> less professional looking, but it just makes it feel more genuine in a way, right? Yeah, it's like the pendulum is swinging back to the other side. You know, I yeah, think that's we, how we're marketing going, works, like, right? It's, it's so funny, we're, we're going like a full circle. Like it's like YouTube in 2005, <laughs> right? Those kind of videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Remember the webcam videos and those kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah.
So, uh, Gillian, I want to ask you about the uh, like the the negative comments or the negativity on on TikTok. So, I'm I'm not really uh, you know familiar with your uh, TikTok channel or TikTok account. Like, are you getting any negative feedback or any hate? And how do you deal with that? So, it's it's something that <laughs> I, I love to talk about because yeah. it's a big deal when it comes to yeah. online content creation, right? Yeah, um, I, I hope I hope question. everything's positive so far, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, you hope wrong because I have oh. a lot of negative comments. Really? Okay, and let's it, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so like my um, my husband, right? My husband says that you want to get more negative comments. I'm like, why? It's terrible. He says, <laughs> the more negative comments you have, the more like traction, the yeah, more attention, attention yes, is yeah. put on your video. So like my, I have two viral videos. Um, one is uh, interview and one is Starbucks. Those two viral have more negative comments than positive comments. Just people mm -hmm. just giving their own opinions, saying what they want to say. And it's those kind of videos that I guess goes viral on my channel. You know, mm -hmm. like the ones that are really happy and positive, maybe a few views, you know. So I think negative comments, you need that to like almost balance. Like people will go in there sometimes to defend you. I have some people going there like, no, you know, she's just saying that because she wants to say that uh, someone will try to like defend that comment or they'll heart the comment or dislike the comment. So it's almost like spending more time on that video and then the TikTok algorithm sees that. So that's how the video goes up. So for me, negative comments, yeah, keep them coming. I'm okay with that. It yeah, doesn't face me at all. <laughs> exactly. And that's actually what what you what's working on on Facebook as well. Like they they did a study especially after the uh, the Facebook Analytica, you know, scandal that happened a few years ago. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Uh -huh. They like yeah, Facebook um... had a big scandal with some kind of like analytics oh. firm, you know, stealing yes. profiles. Anyway, so they did uh -huh. a study about this and they found that on Facebook, the most engaging posts were the most negative ones. Because oh. like you said, people kind of like are fighting in the in the comment section and like those mm -hmm. create a favorable, like favorable conditions for the algorithm to pick, you know, the post up. And they did a study, they found I that they, it's like more than 80% of the posts that are viral on you on Facebook, for example, they're mostly negative and very, very yeah very uh how can i say this like very uh intense in terms of the argument and stuff like that yeah i think that's why people post like on TikTok. you have some people post videos that's very very provocative judgmental or yeah like provocative almost in a way to like get them to mm -hmm. comment you know people mm -hmm. do that to like target that so i don't like that but i've seen some videos like that yeah me too especially on, on youtube like I've, I've seen people doing that all the time like trying to provoke the the audience uh, just for the sake of the oh. views but i feel yeah. that's not a healthy relationship with the audience for the long term because you're yeah. you kind of like selling your soul for the views in a sense right oh you're, so is it like do you mean clickbait videos is that what you mean uh, so uh, like okay so first like i i don't really um i don't i don't really think that clickbait is a good term for some of the videos because um, clickbait is usually misunderstood um, in terms of marketing. Like clickbaity is something that you click on and it's completely unrelated to the title and the thumbnail. And okay, I, I like okay. I like what Sean Cannell from Think Media. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, uh, I do know him. Yeah. Okay, everybody knows him, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> yeah. He, he, call, he calls it click bliss instead of clickbait. <laughs> click bliss as in it's a good thing. 
as in like uh, yeah as in like a video that has good marketing on it like in terms of the the thumbnail oh. it's it's very catchy but so it's catchy it's attractive but you click on it and you get mm -hmm. value right that's a good thing the the click okay. the real clickbait because uh why i want why i'm saying this is because a lot of people just say clickbait for things that are not really clickbait but i i, I see oh. what what you're saying I, I think you're talking about the real clickbaits right you're talking yeah, about yeah i guess the, yeah you're talking about yeah. those videos that when you cl click on them the content is completely unrelated or it's it's something that's uh, i don't yeah. know yeah but they're just trying to get your attention to get views and like i don't like that yeah yeah exactly like yeah. there there are some people that are doing this in a good way like mr beast for example i mean he's oh yeah very big on youtube he's like one of the biggest youtubers on the platform i i love him well, yeah, what's his yeah. name mr what's his uh, real name no his name yeah i forgot yeah uh, jason is or... it andrew no. uh i have no clue I, I actually i'm 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 not really uh somebody who follows his videos a lot i just know some of them oh. that are very viral like the squid game one uh, uh yeah yeah <laughs> going viral but he, he's a very humble guy like I, i've listened to a lot of uh, mm -hmm. his podcasts and he was talking about his youtube journey and he's basically oh. going with this idea of like create content make the audience first but mm -hmm. don't focus too much on the like the attention uh, that people can uh um you know the people get stuck in that attention grabbing yeah, field definitely you know? and it's it's yeah. really detrimental to your mental health that's just to be clear yeah like when you get stuck yeah. there so, so yeah. many people yeah who get viral I, like jake paul i mean i don't want to say anything bad like i just feel like his content kind of i never went, like the all guy, over the yeah. place and <laughs> Yeah, yeah I know. people just... who get, get lost in the fame, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, you, you can see it. Like, you can see that, it, like, for example, for me, Mr. Beast and Jake Paul mm -hmm. are completely different people in terms of the kind of content they create. Even though on the yeah. surface, they might look very similar, the kind of thumbnails mm -hmm. they make and, you know. But you can see from the yeah. content that one is more interesting and the other is just, like, grabbing attention for the sake of attention. <laughs> I've, yeah, I was never yeah, a fan definitely. Of that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we, we were talking about um, like the clickbait stuff in terms of, um, you know, the the reaction that people get, especially on mm. like, YouTube as a platform. When it comes to TikTok, have you have you have you had like any moments of discussion or debate with other people about the kind of mm -hmm. content you create on, on TikTok, like with other creators, for example? Like you mean, have I had a discussion, like a debate with them? Yeah, I mean, I mean, are you like, because like, uh, I think you mentioned something about uh, some some content on TikTok is uh, something that you don't really oh. appreciate or you don't like, right? Yeah, the, like I because I'm usually on TikTok on my for you page, and so it's rarely that those video comes up because mm -hmm. I always like gravitate towards more, you know, like fun, funny videos, like dog videos, cat videos are always on my For You page. But the ones that do come up where it's just maybe somebody who's just doing nothing and then maybe she'll just put on the hashtag something totally unrelatable and mm. it'll go viral. And I, I just feel, you know, maybe they do it for the attention. I know some people who go on there to do get attention because we do live in a world where we want the likes, we want the follow. So those people, I mean, I I don't really follow them. I don't really care too much. I don't leave a comment. It's not really my my mm -hmm. business. I I just I guess like like keep scrolling, and then the algorithm <laughs> sees that and doesn't give that to me ever again. So uh, and from what I heard uh, from other friends I have is like uh, TikTok algorithm is actually way more advanced than YouTube. 
it's it's uh, yeah like it's, it's way more personalized. from china <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. they know more about you i guess that's why right <laughs> It's so crazy because okay, so there was one time where I was thinking of buying something on Lazada, like some lotion mm. cream, right? And then I think I was telling my husband, like, yeah, you know, I'm going to buy that, you know. And I I think searched, I wasn't sure if I searched it yet, but I remember just saying it. And then somehow it, it, like a video of like that cream was on my For You page. Like, wait wow. a second. Do they want me to buy it? Like I said, it's a sign from the universe, and it's yeah. crazy how it feels. You know, like there's this conspiracy theory that about the microphone listening to right? you. Yeah. Like you know, I'm so scared now. And then my Facebook advertisement is like that cream, and so okay, like is it is someone watching me? The government? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I think somebody explained this before. He was like, uh, he used to work with Facebook or or Google. I I don't remember exactly, but he said something mm -hmm. in terms of they these companies they have a profile of of you like a digital version of you and that mm. digital version kind of like the predictions of what you buy what you will you know like it's way more oh. accurate than what you would predict about yourself so they know you better than you yeah. know yourself it's really crazy is this TikTok or just like the government uh, i in think general? i think he was talking about facebook if i remember correctly uh, have okay. you seen the it, it's actually from the documentary the social dilemma on netflix are you talking about um Edward Snow is that the guy? No, 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 not not Edward Snow. That's that's different. That's oh. about like the NSA and all of this kind of okay. like government spy stuff. No, no, this one is about mm. Facebook, Google, the I mean the social media companies. Have you yeah. seen this documentary? I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that. So I highly recommend it. It's very uh, eye opening. It's called The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Okay. It's, uh, is it's it actually like been a going negative viral. video? Okay. Uh, is it it's bad? A or? It's a documentary about like uh, I wouldn't say bad. It's just like it's it's a documentary about people who used to work in those companies like Facebook, Google, YouTube, all these companies, social media companies, and mm -hmm. what they learned about the algorithm, how the algorithm like kind of like, you know, manipulate people in some ways and stuff like that. So, so it's like opening your eyes to see what yeah, Facebook it's, it's really is. It's just a documentary about what, what these companies are doing with the data and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. It actually it's been, it's been yeah. going viral, this documentary, the social dilemma. Yeah. It's on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. Okay, cool. I, I can watch it this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's hope that it doesn't cool scare one. me. No, not. Yeah. I mean, when I watch it, uh, yeah, it's a tricky. It's a tricky one because as a content creator, you want to have positive energy to create content, right? Yeah. But when I watched the this this uh, when I watched this documentary, I had kind of mixed feelings, but what I came mm -hmm. up with was basically that when it comes to you know, social media companies, they're of course using the, their platforms to get more users and more attention. And it's all, it's all about the bottom line, right? They want to make more profits. Mm. But yeah. as a content creator, you just want to be smart and, you know, ride the wave in a sense, you know, of mm, what they're ride using, the right? The algorithm, right? We're all using the algorithm, right? That's yeah. what I mean. Like, so uh -huh. we, we can debate all day about uh, privacy, all this stuff. But what I really want to focus on is like, how can you use the, this platform to do good, mm. to bring value to mm. other people? So it's like, yes, you bring your own good to their evil in a sense, if that makes sense. The evil. <laughs> yeah, if you, people oh. call them evil companies, whatever, like so. But just, yeah, what I want to say, just focus on your own creation, right? Like. Yeah, they're they yeah. so big and we can get into debates about, you know, this stuff. Are they doing good for society? Like we can go philosophical and stuff. But for yeah. me, it's always about what can you do to provide value to others? And 
of course using facebook tiktok youtube it's uh it's the it's the best way to do that like you you're not gonna go door to door with a you know with a with a picture whatever to to reach people yeah. you have to use this platform so i just want to mm -hmm. yeah i want to say that's my perspective about what about you yeah but I, yeah i like what you said about like bring good to the evil right or like shining your light yeah um, exactly a long time ago yeah i was i remember uh, i had this i guess like revelation about life about how you know the internet is so big and i think as a content creator sometimes you can feel very small in a big internet let's yeah. say like if you want to first start your youtube channel but you're like there's so many big content creators already how am i going to compete with them i'm not even going to be anyone and and so like the revelation I had was that if you think of a candle, right, a candle, it's such a small light, but a candle just shines its light. It doesn't matter how big, how small, where it's at. The thing is, if you shine your light in a dark room, you know, it's going to be really bright. And so I think that's how like the internet is. It's so big. It's so vast. You just got to shine your own light, like in your own corner mm -hmm. and it will shine where it needs to shine like having to worry whether I'll make it, whether I will compete with the big people, like it doesn't really help you at all. What, what helps is like almost focusing on your own self and being like, how can I shine with my own content in my own niche, in my own corner? Like I say, like just a candle shining against the wall and then the wall like will shine back the light. Yeah, so that small revelation, I'm like, okay, that's inspiration for me. I'm just gonna shine my light in my own corner, find my own audience, my own niche, and then the right people will come to you. So I think Absolutely. Like, don't I, worry I love the, the way you people. put it. Yeah, I love the mm. way you put it. It's a candle in a, in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, like the light will shine, you know, like brighter yeah. than ever in a dark room. So Absolutely. And and the, the best thing we can do is to focus on on, on our creation. Like uh you mm -hmm. cannot worry about the big companies and even even if you want to do something about it, it's like what can you do, <laughs> right? Just just focus on your creation and the people you can impact. Yeah, but I want to ask you, like, do you think, like, how does companies and content creators, like, do they clash? Like, have you ever had, like, a business reach out to you who want to work with you and then maybe you don't feel like it's a fair share as a content creator you've been taken advantage of? Have you ever had that happen um, to you? you? You mean in terms of, like, sponsorships or in terms of the platform themselves, like? Uh, um, or anything, anything where you, you as a content creator feel like you've been taken advantage of by the, the big company or a, a sponsorship where they just want money or something like that, you know, just want views. So. Yeah, like uh, for me, uh, not not really like well, when, whenever whenever I feel that somebody is trying to take advantage of me, I, I kind of like just be frank with them and, you know, tell yeah. them, hey, this is not how it works and move on. Like, that's what I do. But I've seen some of my uh, some of the people I know or friends that have been, like you said, been taken advantage of in terms of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, making content online. So they would maybe that's why I am independent when it comes to sponsorship. So I don't have an agency kind of representing mm -hmm. me. Um, I, okay. I talked directly to the sponsors because I feel like sometimes those kind of agencies, they they make things easier at the beginning. Right. Because they can bring the sponsor mm -hmm. to you and all stuff. But they are the ones negotiating your prices and it's like you know sometimes you if you're lucky you can find somebody who's really looking up uh, lo looking for you and giving mm -hmm. you good good deals but most often you kind of become like uh how can i say uh you become a slave to their generosity if that makes sense oh yeah so, that yeah it yeah. does make sense so it, uh, um, for me it's yeah. like 
going independent is very difficult in the beginning, but it's very rewarding yeah. long term. Okay, so you're independent right now. Yeah, like I don't have an agency because uh, oh, a lot of YouTubers, they, they kind of sign up with an agency to mm. get them the sponsors and stuff. But I would prefer going the hard way, which is you would reach out to the sponsor or they reach out to you and you build a relationship with them. And from there, you can grow your yeah. stuff instead of relying on other people to do it for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's um, It reminded me of a content creator on TikTok. I mean, mm -hmm. you probably know her. Uh, do you know Charlie D'Amelio? I heard this name a lot. Is she is she's a singer, right? <laughs> she's a, a dancer on TikTok. Like a, really? Yeah. I, I always thought she dancer. was a singer because like I, I okay. heard her name everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super, Maybe if I super see her famous face, TikToker. Yeah, the name is, is very familiar. Yeah. What about So her? she started yeah, she started making um dance videos in her bedroom during uh the coronavirus in America, the lockdown. And she I guess she grew really, really quick. She's actually one of the top three highest um like yeah highest tiktokers on the app actually wow. like 120 million followers maybe mm -hmm. more by now and so like how she started was very independent like just doing her own thing but because like she grew so fast and her fame became so big her parents almost took that and to try to you know make money from mm -hmm. that and like she um, her parents moved the whole family to los angeles sign up with a management company where they have a manager, um, a producer or like whatever publicist working with them to push more content out to almost base her whole TikTok account, her whole career on like this one person, Charlie. Mm -hmm. And she had a documentary out on Hulu or Amazon, I'm not sure, where it talks about the, um, the really bad side effects of being a viral content creator like how your whole life your whole career is based on so many other people's like life like, like so yeah. for example the the business people they gave this analogy where most companies are um based on a triangle where you have um sorry the upside down triangle where you have the top people um, am I saying that right? Okay, most companies are actually, yes, a upside down triangle where you have, you know, people on the top working mm -hmm. down all and then you as an employee are, what you do doesn't affect the top. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, like uh, if yeah, trickle what you down, do doesn't right? affect the top. Yes, but for Charlie D'Amelio, where her whole life, her whole fame, her career is based on her managers. Like if she stopped making video, her manager loses money. If she stops making video, her parents doesn't have an income. So you see how it's almost it's like the triangle is flipped upside down. Wow. So that business, you know, analogy, like the business, like top side down is doesn't work because it's so much pressure on like a teenager. She's still a yeah. teenager. Oh, really? But her whole, wow. yeah, yeah. She hasn't even been to university. She's only wow. 16, 17. And so the fact that if she stops making TikTok, then what her parents loses money, her manager loses her job, her publicist loses her job. Mm -hmm. And so like, she has so many people's lives to count on. You know, I feel so bad for her and she was Absolutely. crying in the documentary. So those, I think viral content creators, I just, I don't know how they make, how they live. I, you know, it's really I hard. Bless their heart and yeah. yeah. I mean, especially I, I when, when you're at that age, when you're still developing your brain cells, like yeah. and having that kind of pressure and, you know, having to deal with money and fame and all this at the same time. I think that that's why, like, I always believe in this approach of being independent somehow because uh, mm -hmm. there, there is always the temptation of people coming and taking care of your business 
but it's like a philosophy yeah. I, I believe in, which is basically go the hard way, which is take the small steps, slowly grow, uh, yeah. which always comes back to the idea of focus on the long term, like your long terms mm -hmm. in terms of business success, but also in terms of your mental health, what it's going to do to you in the 10 years from now. And I, I agree yeah. with you, like focusing on, yeah, like the viral stuff and getting the likes, getting the views. Yeah. Okay. You, you're there now, but once you get there, it's almost yeah. like a machine that you have to feed and you are, mm. you're not the machine. You are a product of the machine. The machine will consume you and you have to keep yeah. producing. It's like, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, I think the mental health of these children who are going viral on TikTok nowadays, I can imagine where they will be in 10 years, you know, 20 years, how it's going to affect their lives in the future. I mean, we, we've seen some kind of these stories like uh, on, on YouTube before. Uh, I forgot the names of these examples, but I know some people who had mm -hmm. similar stories on YouTube when YouTube, you know, was was was, you know, becoming a big thing. And they yeah. also kind of it, it destroyed their teenage life or their life in general because they become famous mm -hmm. on YouTube so quickly viral and then they just mm -hmm. disappeared. Some of them never heard of anymore. And wow. I think, yeah, because this viral thing that that's why even for me, like going viral with that video, the short video, it felt good mm -hmm. for the two days that I had it. But then yeah. after that, it's like a big downfall. You know what I mean? It's like, how, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's like it, it made everything kind of look bad in perspective of like other videos, <laughs> you know, and that's not a good thing because we always try to mm -hmm. compare and we not even talking about comparing with other people, just comparing with all, our own creation. Right. It's like what they say, mm -hmm. your uh, your best video is uh, what was it that saying about the best video is the last video? Or, yeah, like your best video is your only video. Something is it like yeah, that? Like, I know, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I forgot about. It. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> it means that like basically. Uh, yeah, no, no, sorry, I got it. So it's uh, you're as good as your uh, last video. Ah, as good yes, as your yes, last yes. video. Oh, that sounds terrible to hear. Yeah, <laughs> for exactly. us content creators. And that's what we have to deal with every day because sometimes we just compare ourselves to yeah. the last production with it, and it's really hard to deal with that. Which brings me to it ask is, you this question is. of. Like, how do you deal with it personally? This comparison, yes. like, do you have any moments when you compare to other creators and how do you deal with that? Yeah, definitely. I, being a content creator and being, you know, like bombarded with so many content, like on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, I think, you know, I, I don't get um, like, like compare, I don't compare myself to people who are not in my niche. Like mm -hmm. it's easy to see someone dancing on TikTok. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's dancing. I, I can't even dance. What's the point of comparing myself to that dancer? But like, since I'm an English teacher, so sometimes I'll see um, someone in my niche or in my field making an English video that I think, oh, that's a good idea, but it goes viral. And I thought, wow, that's really good. And I do compare myself. It's so easy to compare myself. And I, I did this funny thing where I don't follow any English teachers on TikTok. Mm, I know you would say, oh, that, that's, that's crazy. That's so crazy. But it's like when I do that, I tend to like almost want to copy them. Like mm -hmm. they're doing that. I'm going to do that. And it takes away all my creativity. So I can't follow them. So I unfollow all. I just follow like dog videos, cat videos. So that's, that's how I deal with it. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm doing like a similar strategy on YouTube for my tech channel. Like uh, if you go to my feed, it's like, mostly not like not other creators that are, that are doing the same thing is very different because I, I I've been mm -hmm. like stuck in that trap of like oh I'm looking at my YouTube homepage and 
then I see somebody doing a video about the new MacBook and I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to do the same video or I'm thinking about similar ideas. I'm like, oh, they already yeah. have a million subscribers and their video is getting a <laughs> hundred thousand views a day. And like, wow, so why should I make it now? And, and I always go back to this idea of like, what what would happen if I if I never saw that video? I would just like be ignorant about it mm. and just go and do my own thing, you know. And that's yeah, always the best thing. Yeah, it's better to be ignorant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like especially especially when you're in this like field or in this content creation thing that mm -hmm. we're doing, because it's so easy to compare with other creators yes. and uh, like the algorithm is. By, by the way, we, we're talking about the algorithm. The algorithm is always like it always knows what you want so they will give you that video yeah. that you know very similar to the one you're thinking about now and then boom yeah. your idea just is dead you know or you feel demotivated yeah. it's really yes tough. demotivated definitely demotivated i feel what's the point now there's no point in making it exactly but yeah. for me what, what what's working or what what i'm trying to do is uh, not look as much as i can to i, I mean yeah. like not look at those kind of creators and Sometimes I might look at their Instagram page or their YouTube channel uh, just mm -hmm. to get an idea of what they're doing, but not to that extent of like you become obsessed with what they're doing. And yeah, yeah, same here. I and following them really helps me. Absolutely. Like just, you know, nothing personal to them, nothing on them, but just me personally. I just want to keep my mind on what I'm doing to have my own creativity. Yeah, yeah and uh, and I think uh, one uh, one girl she was following. Uh, I, I forgot her name, but she's also like a like a marketing uh, specialist she was on this uh sean cannell think media podcast mm -hmm. and she told okay. him straight like i actually unfollowed you to sean <laughs> because yeah she also doing wow. the same kind of thing and she was talking about the same thing like comparing and, <laughs> and she's like she told yeah. him like i followed you and he said like in a funny way he said yeah like i mean if it works for you that's the best thing you could do like to your to your mental health because we, wow, we, so we she, cannot yeah. like we cannot hack our brain like that's that's how it mm. is like I, I've tried mm -hmm. I don't know about you but I've I tried before to kind of like I don't know I, I always do this kind of challenges with my mental uh mm -hmm. whatever with my brain or with my mind where I say yeah. hey how far can I take it so I'm gonna watch these guys I'm gonna compare myself so mm -hmm. can I challenge myself to actually resist that and of course what happens is wow. I always fail <laughs> always oh that's so interesting it's like so I'm, like I'm studying myself yeah I, I, I like to yeah. study myself sometimes and mm, in all those studies it's a failure I always yeah fail. I can never like <laughs> just like see them and then oh let's go I'm gonna make the best video today I have <laughs> it doesn't work I tried but it, I mean just it's mm. our brain and w when you study about this um, I'm gonna send you a link of uh, a psychologist that okay made a really interesting uh this not a discovery but it's like he's studying the human behavior and it's uh -huh. very relatable to content creation and you're gonna love it i'm gonna send it to you later offline yeah I mean, it's, it's a video or uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's an interview kind of like a podcast on youtube a video format okay. you can also find yeah. it on spotify but it's it's mm -hmm. really in-depth in terms of understanding our own behavior especially in today's society so the guy is a yeah. neuroscientist and he studies oh, wow. the human behavior. Yeah, it's way like something that's going to blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So basically, so he's saying that you can't rewire your mind is what he's saying. Um, you can't change the way. He said a lot of things, but basically it's like it's better to you, you can you cannot really rewire things, but you can put oh. yourself in a better place 
to give yourself more how can i say give yourself like a better advantage or give yourself a better uh, chance to resist those kind of things and be be better but uh, basically it's like we have this like uh this wiring in our brain from the survival brain whatever that whenever there's something like you know people are doing things that I I do as well and I want to compare myself to them because about social status and it's it's all it's all come back to that like reptilian mind right Um, yeah yeah and it's it's not something that you can just hack what you can do is to find ways around it and he he talks about a lot of things in terms of our behavior because mostly Mm -hmm. our behavior is dictated by things that we're not aware of we think that we're aware of but sometimes we're not and those are okay. things that shape our habits and shape the things that we do every day. And his discussion about this was really eye-opening for me yeah. because, like I said, I, I, I'm really interested in this su- subject of like neuroscience, behavior, mm. human behavior. And it was really interesting because he spent almost all his life studying about this. Yeah. And he's still oh, like wow. himself struggles with this sometimes. Even he yeah. has the answers, but him, like as a scientist, he sometimes mm-hmm. also falls into the trap of like social media and stuff like this. Really yeah. interesting. So, yeah, it sounds like what he's saying is almost like um, our own nature, like the human nature, they call it, where it's like you're just bound to your own nature. And you, as much as you try to change your habits or try to change your behavior, you're always bound to like what your own nature is. So maybe whether that is um, your family have a drug addiction problem. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of always going to be your like your drugs will and it's also yeah, there's like a big delta like there's a big delta between mm-hmm. our wiring in our brain and for mm-hmm. example social media so like it's our, mm-hmm. our brain doesn't have a chance against the algorithm because the algorithm oh. is way more advanced like way way more advanced so it's like yeah our brain evolved like to kind of like be uh, dealing with you know talking to two people in one room you know what i mean or talking mm-hmm. to people in a forest so how many people you can see in the forest you're gonna you're gonna meet i don't know five people I see. 10 people 20 people if you're lucky and there's gonna be a big day all oh, 20 people here but on social media you can have 20 million people watching you one time so our oh. brain doesn't have like a a concept of how to deal with those numbers and those things that and that's what they yeah. call i think uh, like the uh, unfair advent uh, what what is it? It's like it's like a delta or unfair at the um, unfair uh, privilege unfair. or something like that between yeah, the advantage. algorithm, mm-hmm. like between the algorithms of the social media and our brain. That's why we never we never wow. win. That's why we always lose when we try to like try to resist them because yeah. they they know you better than you know yourself in terms of attraction and stuff and. It's really interesting. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, for me, the only way to beat the algorithm is to like quit social media. Yeah, that's I the mean, only way. You cannot <laughs> like, like, go go offline. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you you can you can also like try uh, putting a timer, you know. But it's like I said, yeah, like sometimes I've I watch like I, I like watching TikTok videos, but mm. sometimes I don't know. One minute becomes one hour. I don't know how. 
you know what i mean yes that happens it's something and it's so consuming like it almost drives yeah. you crazy so a funny video i came across uh i think two days ago it really really helped me i was i've been on tiktok for like 30 minutes now probably and i can't stop scrolling i'm just like lying on my couch scrolling scrolling and i reached this video where it's a girl i have the phone to her face and she's saying you have reached the end of TikTok. There are no other videos. It's time to turn off your phone. Please turn <laughs> off your phone. And like that video just woke me up. I'm like, wait, how long have I been sitting here? Wow. Like my life, what's going on? I actually turned off TikTok thanks to her video. So yeah, that's amazing from her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like can't believe like just one video. Just like, what am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> Yeah, it's and so I, consuming. And for, for me, even even for Instagram, like or other other platforms, like what really works now is just like I feel like I'm 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 entering like a war zone. That's how I feel about mm. it now. It's like I want to go in and out without yeah. any without without getting shot. So just go in, <laughs> post yeah. my content as a creator, and get yes. out. And it's really yes. really hard to do. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm I've been struggling all this time. Whenever I post yeah. something on on Instagram, like I, even now, like I posted a reel on my Instagram and I was like, oh, this guy mm -hmm. is, you know, look at this video. It's very nice. Oh, maybe I can have an idea from this one. <laughs> so the first, like the first trick that you, your mind plays on you is like, I can get inspiration from this. Mm -hmm. And then inspiration turns into, you know, oh, more inspiration and then more. And then it yeah. becomes wasting time. And then, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, it's always those kind of it, things that you have to deal with mentally. I don't, yeah, I don't know if you heard of this um, like comparison, but it probably was mentioned in the social dilemma. Mm -hmm. I've heard of this where they say uh, Facebook almost creates an algorithm to match that of a casino. You know, where you go to a mm -hmm. casino and you... Yeah, it's, it's the gamification thing. system. It's, yeah, it, it's almost like, a, yes, a gratification system. So I feel like it's just feeding what we want. And we can't fight what we want. And that's what you know we're built on our desires and our wants. So it's like we can't fight our own nature. So it's almost like, what's the point of fighting? Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what the scientist said as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he's basically talking about the idea of using the social media platforms, or in general about you know our social you know atmosphere now, using it in a yeah. way that's going to be more productive for you, and going going back to that oh. like eighty twenty rule like. Uh, 20 uh, 20 percent of the things you do can produce 80 percent of the results and if you focus yeah. your times uh, your time on, on those you can you you can be in a better mental state because i feel that as human beings beside being a content creator the more you mm -hmm. produce the better you feel the more you consume oh. the late the the more the more depressed you feel because we want to create yeah stuff, you know even That's though we true. think that we don't want to, like we feel lazy. It's not about laziness. I feel it's just about not having, it's not even about motivation. I think it's about just having the wrong, um, how can I say this? So it's like the wrong, like the wrong perspective about what to do. Or for um, example, if you feel lazy about something, it's because you gave yourself this idea that this is mm -hmm. the best for me. And usually yeah. that's not how it works. Passion has to come naturally yeah and if like funny thing i don't know if you're for jillian i think you agree with me you know those yeah. days when you have so much energy like you want to create a lot of content do you even yes. think about productivity you don't yeah you don't just like boom boom <laughs> let's go boom like one after the other right yeah yeah yes, exactly yes. because you know what to do like we don't need like to, you know, we don't we don't need to read a motivational mm. book if you're obsessed or like 
passionate about something you just do it you know all the steps yeah and it's funny that's so that, true yeah yeah it's funny that we only need those things or be reminded of them when we are in a very down state or we don't have the energy mm. yeah like i what i do sometimes is just do a detox like sometimes i can't like i don't know if you feel this way where you've been consuming so much content and you feel so like almost disgusted with yourself and you feel so like oh you know oversaturated yeah like like every like you don't want to look at the screen any longer no tv no audio no electronics like actually going out looking at the green trees the blue sky like to help your mind and so i did like um what was it a seven day social media detox and you know i mean so many people talk bad and good things about that but for me what i've learned from myself is a detox kind of allows me space to create where I would be consuming, right? It's always mm -hmm. like creating versus consuming. So what are you doing? Either or. So if you're taking out the consuming so that you're leaving space for creating. So when I do have a time to detox, I can use that time to like, okay, let's make a video. And I feel so much better, like you said, when you post versus when you watch. So Absolutely. I would rather post and then not watch. But I always fail and watch one video, two video, and then <laughs> 100 videos <laughs> yeah i know i mean that, that's what i've been doing recently and it's been working really well for me i mean i hope i can keep this uh streak because uh mm, i just nice. go in like on instagram post a reel and get out and there, there are some tools you can use like on iphone or <clears throat> android like there's an mm -hmm. app uh lock-in timer for example like you can only use instagram oh. this this amount of time you can actually schedule it and this stuff uh, do you yeah. use that for yourself uh i don't but uh, I, mean, I mean, on my Android phone, like I, I'm using an Android phone, like OnePlus, and they have an mm -hmm. option, they, they have a thing on the lock screen. I can see how many times they unlock my phones and which apps I'm using before unlocking the phone. Oh. And sometimes like, wait a second, in one day, I unlocked my phone like 150 times. Oh, and wow. And I don't even realize. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the phone, yeah, the phone doesn't lie. They, they just count it. And for me, it's like, wow, it just puts things in perspective because we don't know sometimes that we just unlocking, 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 looking at the notification, unlocking, unlock, unlock. And it's like, yeah. when, I, when I look at it like 150 or maybe like, uh, like let's say 80, 80 times, that's like average, 80 times a day, yeah. you unlock your phone. Um, it's like, wait wow. a second, why did I unlock my phone all that time? Because I looked at something, I went back, oh. I was working. And then, oh, I want to see what's happening there. I want to see the likes or whatever, just notification, yeah. email, could be anything, messages. And yeah, it just, yeah. When, when you see that data every day, especially on the home screen of the phone, it just mm -hmm. gives you perspective. And it's been helping me to kind of at, at least monitor or be aware of my own behavior because mm -hmm. I feel like as human beings, we are usually the worst kind of judge of our own behavior yes you feel yeah. like ah like if you ask me like how many times zach you unlock your phone i'm like maybe two times <laughs> like wait a second two times it's yes, 80 yeah. times not two times you know it's i don't know we yeah. always have this kind of like uh distorted we perception. think we're better yeah yeah yes. and we, we don't really count time well so i think those kind of tools can help because technology is like a a double-edged <clears throat> sword and mm -hmm. there are some good things that you can use to help you with this um jillian yeah. i want to ask you about uh any advice for somebody starting yeah. today on TikTok? What would you say to them? Yes, someone starting today on TikTok. I would say now is a perfect time. Like TikTok has only been around for less than what? Five years, less than four years, three years. It's such a good time to start, especially now with people working from home. And 
Yeah, like because people's attention span are getting shorter and shorter. So mm-hmm. if you can find your niche, like if you're passionate about something, you don't need me to tell you what to do. Like I, I think the thing is people just want to go there to become viral. If that is your purpose, then please don't become a content creator. That's the wrong reason, Actually, right? yeah, yeah, that's the wrong reason. Actually find your voice. If you do have a story to tell, if you have like, you know, uh, the purpose behind it, then by all means, that's going to be your drive to put you on TikTok. Like, if you have a story to tell, you know tiktok is that place where people are going to consume 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 and if you want your voice to be heard your story to be told then go on there and tell it right now and i promise you you will get the views you'll get the attention but don't do it for the views don't do it for the likes don't do it for the virality of it Mm -hmm. um yeah i think people who want to start like you don't need me to tell you because if you have the purpose and drive already your own desire and drive will push you to do it eventually uh, that's amazing advice. And is there anything that people can use in terms of the the process of making those videos that can help them at the beginning? Like what, what would be your advice for somebody still confused about how to actually mm-hmm. do those videos? Or even the topics? Yeah, it's, it's a TikTok is very, I think, almost overwhelming in the beginning, especially mm-hmm. when I started so many content being thrown at you, so many niche that you can go into. For me, I just kind of started where I was at, you know, and take it slow, like you were saying. And okay, I want to make English teaching videos. So let me just start doing my own videos, not caring about trends, not caring about adding audio, just doing what I know for myself. And what I've learned that over time, I learn as I go. I know it sounds crazy. That's what happens. You learn as Mm -hmm. you go and then you add the music, you add the trends, you follow the trend, you don't follow the trend. You just do what you know at the time. So whether that's terrible editing, you know, you don't know how to use the app, just (laughs) just try, just start, press the record button. I promise you, you will not regret it. Uh, That's uh, an awesome advice. I couldn't have said it better. Um, uh, Jillian, any any project that you're going to work on in the next uh, next months or this year that you're excited about? Yeah, one thing I'm really excited about is live stream. So I don't mm. know if you know, but TikTok, you're going to need a certain amount of followers in order to start a live stream. So I just like passed the threshold where I they allow me to do live stream now. So I thought, how great would it be to be able to connect with my audience? Um, and the friend I was talking about, who is a TikToker as well, he's also an English teacher. So he's going to be on my first live stream. And because I'm so nervous, I mm-hmm. can't do it on myself. Uh, so he's going to join me and we're just going to be teaching English on the live stream. So I think live stream stream is going to be like a weekly thing for me for the year of 2022 where I want to be able to um, connect with my audience and almost give back you know like have them ask me questions and me answering in real time yeah I really love the idea of that's awesome uh, have you ever thought about like monetization part of TikTok and how things will could evolve for you Yes, there's a thing called Creator Fun on TikTok, mm-hmm. which is funnily only available to US mm-hmm. TikTok accounts. If you have like a Vietnamese phone number, then your TikTok will be a Vietnam like TikTok Based account. account. So my yeah. yeah. And my friend who is Vietnamese and he has a TikTok account, he has a million followers, but he can monetize his videos because he doesn't have the creator fund. Mm-hmm. But since my number, I have a US number on my iPhone, so somehow it connected me to the US TikTok account. When I reached like 100K, they say, okay, you're now eligible for the creator fund. If you want to turn it on, turn it off, it's up to you. So people can, I guess, give you gifts on TikTok where like one gift is 25 coins and you, know, you up 
upload like 25 coins is maybe like ten dollars you mm -hmm. know for example so i think that's how uh the audience support you and then you can also have brand sponsorship but so far i have not even gone down that route yet and i think it's the right mindset to keep going and creating awesome content right like don't focus mm -hmm. on the we always yeah. want to talk about the money but like it's, it's the wrong like way to start your content right yeah yeah once you get money focused i feel like it's all you've lost sight of your vision going downhill absolutely and even like you said <laughs> even if you reach that like level of top fame like what was her name again the uh, the teenage girl uh Ch charlie d'amelio yeah d'amelio so you, even if you reach that level and you st mm -hmm. <coughs> sorry and you start to focus on money a lot it's gonna be very detrimental yeah and i think like you almost lose like like your like personality gets lost in the video and your the identity is tell. just like sucked into that the, the yeah whole like selling your soul yeah, yeah. exactly that's it. trading your soul to the devil <laughs> yeah um uh, jillian it was really nice to have you on the show uh, is there anything yeah. you want to tell us before we go in terms of uh, uh some advice for people who are very hesitant when it comes to starting their journey Yes, I think, you know, in life, you have usually two decisions, two perspectives. Um, usually you have, you're living out of fear, or you're living out of hope. A lot of us, we don't know this, but we're actually living out of fear. And I know, like, when I was a teenager, because I grew up with Asian parents, like, I was brought up out of fear-based, you know, thinking, like, fear-based mentality. And so when you're living in fear, a lot of Asian culture, like, uh, like thrive on fear-based thinking and so when you live in fear honestly you don't have the ability to think further than like yourself you're just thinking how can i survive for today how can i make money how can i you know make my parents proud and honestly that kind of perspective doesn't get you far in life but what i've seen on the other side of the spectrum which is like hope right faith and like drive and like inspiration that freedom honestly it allows you like the world is your oyster. I know that funny saying, like, I love that saying. So for me, like when I, ha when I had the ability to switch my um, perspective from fear-based to like freedom, like thinking like, okay, my mind is free. I've been freed, right? Honestly, like, like I said before, like when God like freed me and the spirit of God came, like it's almost like my perspective was lifted up. I can see clearly and that's freedom like where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And so I love that because I used to be like a slave to my thinking and that yeah. I could not make a single video when I was fear-based thinking. So if you're thinking like out of fear, be aware of that and change your perspective and like get hope, get freedom, you know, get faith or if anything. And I promise you, I just feel that as your answer to like finding your way to your passion, your purpose, the meaning of life. Yeah. You heard it from Jillian on this podcast, kick the fear in the butt, right? And yes. start, start doing stuff. Jillian, yeah. thanks so much for being on the show. Where can people find you online? Yes, uh, I'm on TikTok. So if you type in C-O-G-I-A-O, Goyao Wong, W-O-N-G, Goyao Wong on my TikTok and you'll find me um, making English teaching videos. Awesome. And we're going to keep all the information in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. And Jillian, thanks again. Yes, thank you so much.